black helicopter crowd notion. The tyranny is always lurking just around the corner. It's crazy, but now they're right. Black helicopter crowd really is upset. The people are stupid and they're drunk. There'll be a revolution and they're going to lose. There are too many guns and too many people ready to fight them. I am a man of peace, but we have gangsters running this country. Criminals, gangsters. We're normal. We see total criminal takeover, the death of freedom. It is the most corrupt, degenerate, criminal government in American history. I'm trying to awaken people, but look at the morons around you. They're zombies. joining the online studio you are unmuted and can speak with the host from the wbhn network this is the wbhn podcast i'm your host president zen one thank you so much for tuning in today to this edition of the podcast this is episode number 138 entitled moaning the blues It's Monday, October 14th, 2019, Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day. I'm going to piece this episode together, I guess, like throughout the night. I'm not going to rush it out, but like currently this second, it's 6.45 p.m. And it's currently 67 degrees and clear. Expected to drop to 49 degrees tonight. Safe to say fall is in full swing, but today it did get up to 74 degrees and even felt like higher, and I think it did actually get higher. It was a really nice day today, and I actually, I tried to go out. I hit the gym earlier, and then uh, I came home, watched some anime, Death Note, and um, just kind of sat there by myself staring at the wall, moaning the blues about how I'm trying to find that special someone. Anyway, a lot of things to talk about today. Definitely some Fortnite stuff. Right now, Fortnite is offline since yesterday. And we'll get into a little bit more about why, the what, the who, the where, the hows, all that good stuff. But among other things. And we're coming to you live from our WBHN Neptune, New Jersey podcast control center. Alright, so we've got a great show for you uh, coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unfortunately, we don't have anything in the mailbag today, but do you have a question or comment for WBHN and Jay? Leave us a voicemail and it may get played on the air. Call 1-732-807-5574 to leave your message for us here at the podcast. We always look forward to comments, questions, and what have you from literally all over the world, and we enjoy hearing what you have to say. So give us a call at 1-732-807-5574. And we're back. All right, folks. Honestly, this episode is going to be a vehicle for me to be moaning about the blues. But I don't think you would enjoy that very much. The entertainment value it has is lacking. Since I do not have... Ayo, um, since I don't have a story per se lined up, nothing's jumping out at me, I will just read some headlines and see what happens. Breaking Trump takes aim at Turkey, vowing to hike steel tariffs and halting trade talks. CNBC must read statues of Christopher Columbus vandalized amid controversy over the holiday. That's in ABC News. Infowars breaking just got that. New California law nullifies Second Amendment. Fort Worth, Texas, police officer who fatally shot Tatiana Jefferson resigns. 
WWE officially replaces Sasha Banks with Charlotte. Flair, we're not reading headlines. This is boring. I'm going to search for a story. And we're back. Well, since the only thing I really knew that we were going to definitely talk about, we we're definitely going to talk about the Fortnite situation. Hey, Siri. Bring up the Business Insider story on Fortnite. Okay. I found this on the web for Fortnite and storyline. Check it out. There it is. Sure, I've looked at all the, the major organizations covering this. First Business Insider, then CNN, now NY Times. Fortnite goes dark and gamers wonder, what's next? A black hole consumed everything in the game on Sunday. It was an end-of-season event prompting widespread speculation that a major change is coming and the event happened yesterday i witnessed it recorded a little bit of it and basically all right so this is by naraj chosky all right ever since yesterday players have been trying to get in log into the game and play and uh, folks leave it to epic games in fortnite they do things with no rhyme or reason they make up the rules as they go along folks it's as simple as that the season at like they never stick to anything it's like okay we're in beta okay so when are you not gonna be in beta this has been happening the last few seasons. Oh, this season's ending on this date. So players will grind, grind, grind to max out their stats, to get to tier 100, to get to level 65 or higher, to complete all challenges. And then right when they get and they try to do it by the deadline, and then the deadline comes, and then they say, ah, we'll extend the season before we switch up and make changes to the map and the theme of the season. It's never a smooth transition. Logic would say if something is ending on this day, immediately afterward, the new chapter begins. But no, not with Fortnite. They, are, they have been down for almost 24 hours. Yeah, over 24 hours, I believe. Here's the breakdown. We entered the game by gliding into an island with no weapons. Once there, the goal is to survive. Weapons are thrown about. So it started out like a team rumble kind of thing where you can get eliminations and respawn. But then at a certain point in the final couple minutes, they uh, remove, you couldn't hurt each other at that point. The battle royal ended, but you were still in the game. And then the map started, like rifts emerged in the game in the sky, an alarm sounded, and a rocket launched from the island. And then also rockets began hitting the island and meteors, and it crashes and destroys and something happened where like the map where all the players got like levitated or sent skyward is how they put it and then the final explosion sparked the formation of a black hole pulling all light objects and players into a swirling central point on screen which went black and then a blue ring manifested and if you check Fortnite's Instagram their last nine pictures have been nothing but black which is ridiculous getting quarter million likes which is insanity it's just a, a, a picture of black um, so every time you log in you see this blue ring and it's kind of annoying and once again they said the Simpsons predicted this there was a clip from one of the older episodes of something happened with the TV and just there was just a dot on the screen and they were staring at it short clip I think I can. I think this is sick. They're staring at a dot. 
Yeah, believe it or not, folks, there are actually live streamers just live streaming that black screen and dot hoping to uh, be the first one to see it or at least be there that moment the game is available. It's kind of funny to see that that uh, happen as well. But the point is it's down right now. The game is not available to play and it's 7.39 p.m still not available it's, the servers are down and there's no word on when when it'll come back online no one knows so this is just fortnite play, epic games playing with their fan base trying to hype things up the game's starting to become more trouble than it's worth but i, I don't know folks what do you think are you are any of you fortnite players I'm, like I said before, I think I'm almost just about done with that game. I'm just tired of their nonsense. But um, here I am, moaning the, moaning the blues about Fortnite, among other things. So let's move on. Let's check out, here's something. This is some leftist fuckery, and um, this actually gets people offended. This got actually a classmate from college upset when I said, start the ovens. Listen to this on the Daily Wire. SpongeBob SquarePants is a violent, racist colonizer, college professor says. Wow. This is by Joseph Curl on the Daily Wire. University of Washington professor Holly M. Barker thinks Spongebob is violent and racist. Dead serious. She wrote a paper unsettling Spongebob and the legacies of violence on Bikini Bottom. Wow. Here's just a quote. There's an absence of public discourse about the whitewashing of violent American military activities through Spongebob's occupation and reclaiming of the bottom of Bikini Atoll's lagoon. SpongeBob and his friends play a role in normalizing the settler colonial takings of indigenous lands while erasing the ancestral Bikinian people from their non-fictional homeland. That's a direct quote. Wow. I am going to, for one, stop reading this cancer, courtesy of the liberals, they're the best at producing cancer, I gotta say. Here, but let's look at some of the comments. Valentino Stabile says, Always felt that way about SpongeBob. Just afraid to say it. Thanks, Professor, for letting us come forward with our fears. You're such a hero to us all. That got 912 likes. Donald Cree says, Your sarcasm has been noted and approved. In response to Valentino, John Rogan Sadly, these are the types of people teaching our kids today. Unfortunately, they don't have a chance with this type of leadership. Wow. Big comment there. To the point, David Wojcik says, Oh, good grief. Can we just get people to shut up already? <laughs> My sentiment exactly. Hey, folks, that's why I say start the ovens. Let's throw this fucking professor in it and crank it up. Hey, professor. Stop moaning the blues about Spongebob. Stop moaning the blues about fake oppression. Just stop, stop moaning stop, the, stop, blues. Stop, 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 stop. the blues. 
No one's oppressed. It's a cartoon. Stop moaning the blues about your fake oppression. While we're at it, someone please tell AOC, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Nancy Pelosi. Please stop moaning the blues. Nobody wants to hear it, just like nobody wants to hear me moan the blues about a girl not being interested. Hey, I'm just being real with you right now. You don't have to take this advice. That's cruel, and it probably would get me destroyed by the media if we had the following I would like. All right, enough of that. No more of that. Moving on. Next. Here's a headline. Study links autism to chemical and processed foods. Pharrell Williams says he's embarrassed by blurred lines because it objectifies women. Oh, shut up. I like him too, but that's... The liberal madness nowadays has everyone apologizing for every little thing. So you are embarrassed by blurred lines, but not your whole catalog of music or the other R&B and rappers catalog of music. It's just pathetic virtue signaling. Majority of hip hop and pop objectifies women. Women. One person. It's a drop in a bucket says he's embarrassed. Stop apologizing. It is what it is. While I search for another article, I want to definitely say sorry to Damien Rucci, who I was supposed to go check out his show last Thursday. I couldn't because the reminder I set on my phone, I don't know, didn't work. I'm new to Apple. I'm used to Samsung Galaxy, but I have an Apple iPhone now. Trying to get him on the show. Also, I was at Johnny Max the other night, saw Mike Mazza. He's a comedian and special effects makeup guy. He's going to come on the podcast. He is down with it. Saw him and uh, kind of confirmed that. Well, semi-confirmed. So these are all possibilities. They say do not announce your guests because they never come on. Remember I announced Ali Mae Brand? That never happened and may never will. It seemed feasible at one point. Now, no longer. I've been trying to get Andy Highroller on the podcast. He's been quiet, not replying. Trying to get people on, but you know, but I need a bigger reservoir of guests to draw from. So I do think it's kind of upsetting that I can't just go have Sam Tripoli on the show anytime I want and uh, Joey Diaz and Ari Sheffer and Legion of Skanks and um, literally anyone I want in the podcast realm, podcasts I listen to. I should be able to have Justin Long like that. Dax Shepard, armchair expert, like that. Joe Rogan. But no, I'm here in the basement of the podcast realm <laughs> of the tiers, right? I'm on the bottom tier. So I'm trying to scrape my way up. So I need people to share the podcast, spread the links. Look, I'm going to put it to you bluntly. We're not going to just be having the podcast out for decades with with like a few listeners. This is pointless. So the podcast mortality is in sight. We don't have nearly enough listeners for five years in a game. We have to grow. Moving on. All right, let's check this story out. We'll probably end on this. Human intelligence. We have we have we reached the limit of knowledge? This is by Martine Baudry in the conversation on fizz.org. Despite huge advances in science over the past century, our understanding is still 
incomplete. Not only have they failed, the scientists have failed to find the holy grail of physics, unifying the very large with the very small, general relativity and quantum mechanics. They still don't know what the vast majority of the universe is composed of. The sought-after theory of everything, the unifying theory, continues to elude us. And there's other puzzles. How does consciousness arise from matter? Will science be able to provide these answers? Hmm. The humanoid brain is the product of evolution, designed to solve problems related to survival and reproduction, not to unravel the fabric of the universe. That's not for man to know, apparently, or possibly. So this has led some philosophers to lean towards the argument that there's things we'll never understand, which is not a, sci which is not a satisfying answer. Some questions may be doomed to, reme to, be remain, to remain mysteries. But some say, well, our brains did not evolve to discover our, our own origins either, but we found out that. So there's possibility that, you know, a contrary argument. In a 1983 book, The Modularity of Mind, late philosopher Jerry Fodor claimed that there's bounds to be, quote, thoughts that we're unequipped to think. Hmm. Dovetailing with Colin McGinn, who argued in a set of books he has, and articles that all minds suffer from cognitive closure, that humanoid brains must be closed off from some of the world's wonders. So if he's right, if they're right, then there's no point trying. Then there's no point trying to see the mysteries of the universe, which is basically science, because we'll consider, we'll continue to be baffled. So they're saying, why would, why would evolution give us knowledge on the cosmos? It has nothing to do with natural selection. So then, okay, so then what is that up in the sky? Space, infinite. Yeah, it's hard to wrap your mind around something infinite when human is finite. When humanity is finite. Space can go on forever. That's insane. It can't be true. But then... It's got to be true. It's mind-boggling. And so are some of these theories. So they say we have cognitive limits. We either are able to solve it, and if we can't, it, we will never. At some point, we'll slam into a metaphorical brick wall and be a not able to comprehend anything further. So we have scientists out here moaning the blues that we won't find out all the mysteries of the universe. But keep in mind, humanoids are able to make tools. So this is interesting because we did vi we did build, we, like I helped, but humanity, we built UV light, ultrasound wave. Well, we built machines that could detect UV light, ultrasound waves, x-rays, etc. Things we can't see. So, so can we build the technology too? But still, that's can that be... For everything, there's still going to be that metaphorical brick wall. Possibly. It's debatable. And it's being debated now by the scientific community. So technically, we should be not able to understand or see UV light. But with machines, now we can understand it, see it, etc. Manipulate it. And we use paper and pencil to take notes that builds on the memory capacity. 
computers, files. So this is a long article. I'm not reading all of it. Just the bottom line is that whether or not we hit this limit of knowledge or we're close to it, people are still going to try to discover the mysteries of the universe. No one's just going to give up. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. We're going to end right here. This has been a put-together episode. Ramshackle. I didn't really have... Eh, you don't need them. All right, folks. We're going to end it right there. If you're interested, check out the article on fizz.org. Well, that's going to wrap things up. From the WBHN New Jersey podcast studio, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Black Helicopter News. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, to the show, wherever you listen to podcasts. Share this show with family, friends, and loved ones. You can follow us on social media, Black Helicopter News on Facebook, President Zen One on Twitter and Instagram, Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Andrew Robinson signing off. Chest, the hair, I see the girl. hair, the chest, how about it ladies? Looking good, isn't it girl? Make something about the taste of raw fish. It sets my soul on fire. <laughs> Man. What about that Fifi? Any girl who could get me out of my clothes as fast as she did is number one in my book. Hey Fifi, come here. Here you go baby. Oh, oh you don't have to do that, hey. You are number one, aren't you? Ambury 93. There's going to be a whole lot of people with a whole lot of opportunities. Number one, Dustin Rhodes. He's been moaning the blues. He's been telling the people that I stole his belt. Slamboree's his chance to get even if he's man enough. Well, and Kensuke Sasaki, he's been moaning the blues about the permanent kink I put in his neck. Same deal. Slamboree, Sasaki, get even if you can. Well, Rick, we all know, brother. They stripped you of the belt, but you had a bad injury. They didn't they had a tournament, you weren't in it. <clears throat>